Yes, I'm going to stand up for a second and take off my, got a heavier sweater on, and it's a little, it's restricting my movement. Oh. Because I have two layers on. It's very important when you're podcasting to have free range of movement. <laughs> well, I just, I was noticing, I was like, I moved my arms a little bit and it was like too tight. Yeah, you so. need to be able to articulate all your joints. <laughs> sure. Welcome back and welcome new friends to the Easy Dizzit Podcast. This week we're talking about Genie Plus and Lightning Lanes and waiting in line and all that fun stuff. I'm Justin, a hyper nerd travel planner and just a gentle rub away from making your dreams come true. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> and uh, who am I? I'm Autumn. I forgot my name. <laughs> I'm Autumn. I am a new Disney enthusiast. And you know, I would say that I just definitely would have wished for women to you know, be able to marry whoever the heck they want. <laughs> <laughs> so this would be Agrabar, I think we're talking about. Yes. yes. If I'm a genie, you are... Yes, we're making some women's, Aladdin jokes. Women's rights in Agrabar. We're going to explain yeah. all the jokes on the show today. Is that a good idea? <laughs> we'll just... It might be. <laughs> all right. So here on Easy Dizzit, we share ideas on staying happy and healthy in the parks. And we have some fun while we do it. Today on the show, we are once again talking Genie Plus. We have three tips from a nerd based around Genie Plus and Lightning Lanes. And it, it, for new listeners, uh, three tips from a nerd is we give one tip to save money, one tip to avoid hassle, and another tip to have more fun. Yay. So we're going to be talking about Genie Plus there. And then we've got a hey, easy dizzit where we read a one star review from, is this another TripAdvisor, Autumn? This one is, it is TripAdvisor. We read a one star review from somewhere on the internet. Yeah. And we try and use that person's experience with our information to make your next trip to Disney Universal or theme parks similar to those, a little bit more happy, maybe a little bit more healthy. And once again, I will say we are broadcasting live on Wisdom. So if you're hearing this in podcast form, check us out next week on Wisdom. We do this, yeah. we're trying to do it on Sundays. Yeah. So before we get into all that, we have friendly transition banter. <laughs> Stop. How, how, we need any name for this. No, I like that. How's it going, Autumn? <laughs> it's going, it's going good. Yep. It's going good. Yeah. So this week we're talking about lines. We uh, we were waiting for a pizza restaurant to open up yesterday and we talked about lines. Yeah. And I think one of the things that came out of the conversation was that you don't pay a ton of attention to lines and I'm kind of obsessed with lines. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think that's fair. And not that there aren't like weird experiences that happen in a line, but they just don't stand out because I'm not, they don't have significant meaning enough in my life one way or the other, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't pay attention. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a person with ADHD and lines have historically been just some of the most uncomfortable experiences for me. And it's not like, it's not torture, but it's just, it sticks out and I'm constantly motivated to avoid them. Mm. And I think that's part of my interest in Disney is around avoiding lines, which, you know, works out for the people that I work with. But I'm, one of the things I noticed about you when we first met that kind of infuriated me, that drove me crazy and confused me, mm. is that we'd go, like you'd, we'd be in a market and we would go to get in line and you would just get in the first line that you saw. And it, mm. you just, just hop in line. And there's like six options, seven options, you just hop in the first one. Yeah. Explain yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say, I mean, some, if there was like visibly like a very long line and I think visibly a really short line, I mean, I'm not, but but if they all are relatively the same to mm. me. See, that was not my observation. My observation was you'd just get in the first line no matter what. And it would, it boggled my mind. Like, do you not see this? <laughs> with, with, have you made no assessment of the situation? 
<laughs> no, because that sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. No, it I don't think you. Tiring. Yeah. Well, if you don't, if you're not like actively avoiding something and thinking about something, why would you? Try, like, it's just I think I just spent so much time trying to avoid lines that that's just where my head goes. Mm. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people though. I, I think a lot of people would love to avoid lines because most people don't enjoy them. And that's our question of the week, actually, this week on wisdom. And for anyone who wants to write in to easydizitpodcast at gmail.com or. Mm at Easy Dizit, it is, what's your most memorable experience while waiting for something? Yeah. Yeah. What happened to you? Hmm. And I assume that I'm, nothing interesting has ever happened to you while you were waiting. I can't say that there there's just nothing. I think the things that are like significant to me haven't been things that I've like waited in a line for. Yeah. Like, and those are different, like waiting for something versus having yeah. to wait in a line for something no. different. No, and we're talking about things that happen while you're waiting. Because like yeah. sometimes like if we're we're thinking like the point of this is to get on that ride or experience whatever we're trying to experience, we might not be paying attention to the now. Yeah. And some interesting things can actually have, there are some pretty interesting social interactions yeah. in lines. If yeah, you're which is the thing, another reason why I don't mind. And for me, it was always like, oh, I have time to like talk. Mm-hmm. What I That's like to what do. you do. Yeah, that is what you do. <laughs> <laughs> so like waiting always meant like, okay, there is going to be some boredom and that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's healthy. And you typically get to do some relationship building. But like this, like, for example, and I don't know what you call it, but like when Obama was inaugurated, I yeah. got to be there and that was yeah. really cool. I You're was outside you were, uh, for, I mean, 11 hours mm-hmm. in January. Mm-hmm. No complaints. Super you are exciting. literally... Yeah, and you are, I mean, there is no space. Like, there was, like, there are people on all four sides of me. Like, yeah. you're just, you know, huddled. And, like, meeting Janet Jackson, there wasn't necessarily a line involved for that. It was, like, mm-hmm. a, a specific experience I was invited to, which was mm-hmm. great. But those things, a regular line isn't involved on in those things. All right. All right. Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about lines and basically how to avoid them. Yeah. So we're going to switch things up a little bit on the show today. We're going to hop right into highly suspect headlines before we do three tips from a nerd. Is that okay? Oh, Adam? all right. We get right to the news. It must be urgent. Well, there's some interesting news this week. Okay. There's some really interesting news this week. So how we do news on the Easy Dizit podcast is highly suspect headlines. So you may be familiar with something called the internet. And you've you noticed on the internet, when news is reported, you have to kind of be careful about, you know, the truth, especially if you're just reading the headlines. Right. So what we have set up here is I'm going to read Autumn headlines. Some of these are going to be true and some of these are going to be completely false. And Autumn needs to use her 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 news literacy skills to determine if these are true headlines or false headlines. Right. It's basically Disney news true or false. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I could simplify that. I like highly suspect headlines. That's a good name. So ready for the first headline? Mm-hmm. All right. Pumpkin Spice Mickey Ice Cream Bars coming to Disney World. Pumpkin Spice. Pumpkin Spice Mickey Ice Cream Bars coming to Disney World. You know, I'm kind of like, how have they not done that? <laughs> how is Disney so late to this Pumpkin Spice game is immediately what's coming I to mind. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, an ice cream bar that's Pumpkin Spice. That's cool. Not like what's... just coffees. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to say true because it's kind of exciting. I'm sorry. This is false. Once oh. again, this is Mousetrap News. Great. Their headlines are so good. Check so them out. Good. Mousetrapnews.com. How many clicks did they get on that? You know how many people got excited hearing that? I know. I know. Are you ready for the next headline? No. Okay. 
Universal Orlando and Islands of Adventure attendance numbers surge ahead of three out of four Disney World parks. So Read that one more yeah, time. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> Universal Orlando and Islands of Adventure, those are the two Universal Orlando parks. Universal Studios, I'm sorry. Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure attendance numbers surge ahead of three quarters of Disney World parks. Yeah, this past year, they're reporting on this past year. We've heard this. We talked even last week about the amount of folks. Like there does seem to be in the people that we've talking to and some of Justin's clients, more interest in going to Orlando. Universal Studios, yeah. Universal Studios, I'm yeah. sorry. And so does the data back that up? Back up our small sample size? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say it's true. This is true. This is true. Whoa. So looking so the wow. the three out of four of the Disney World parks. So you have Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, Animal Kingdom, and Epcot. The only one that Universal isn't beating in terms of attendance numbers Magic is Kingdom. Magic Kingdom, yeah. So Magic Kingdom in 2021 was 12.6 million. We'll round up to 12.7 million. Um people. Yeah, visitors, that's right. So, but Universal Universal Studios and Universal Islands of Adventure both had more visitors than Hollywood Studios, more visitors than Epcot, and more visitors than Animal Kingdom. Wow. Yeah, not by a much for Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios was like 8.6 million. I was gonna and say. And Universal Studios was, call it 9 million. So Where, about 400,000 this, this from. This is accurate data from yeah, Healthy Sources. Yeah, this is a themed entertainment association. They release these numbers every year. Oh. Yeah. That's like, is, is that like the first time that's ever happened? Yeah, this, this doesn't happen very often at least. And is, But if you look at like Disney earnings, this isn't totally, this isn't unexpected. Disney's not really sad about this. No. Because they're making tons of money. Right. Per capita guest expenditure is up like 40%. They have way more money There's, still. Yeah, yeah, they're making more money with less people in the parks. That's like really good for Disney because now they can, they could probably staff less. Guest experience is gonna be higher. And management right now, mm. they're, this is what they've said they want to do. They wanna reduce attendance. Oh, they've literally yeah. said this. Oh, so this we've talked the, about- This is the point of the price hikes. This it, being the result, like in the impact of families on that, but not that this was like really quite clearly their mission. This is mission. the plan. Oh yeah, no, this oh. is the plan. This is how they're gonna make more money. Yeah, get fewer people in the parks yeah. and, and charge them more, you know? Yep. Whew, so we got a lot. We're gonna have a lot of one-star reviews <laughs> <laughs> to, to, you know, no, process with people. I don't think so. <laughs> I think this is. I think this is honestly good for the guest experience. It's more expensive, so less people can experience it. But if there right. are fewer well, people in the park, it's. But gonna I think be a there's going to be. A, there's definitely a lot more people, like we've said, talking about how those that don't go with the most top tier expensive experience are yeah. already really pretty quickly yeah. feeling that. Sure, sure. If you're and not paying for all the extras. doesn't feel yeah. great at all. And I think one other thing that they can work against Disney on this is the pure numbers kind of do matter. Because now if you think of like, there's an extra million people making vacation memories in Universal instead of Disney. Well, that, that's not gonna have an impact this year, you know, because they're making more money this year. But those million people- Will talk to other people. Exactly. Yeah. And those million people are gonna have kids of their own. So like down the line, have more kids and their kids will have kids. So down the line, you could be losing market share. Yeah. Oof. Man, this means a lot. Like I, we have to sit on this information. I feel like this will come back to those numbers a bit. Yeah. Just cause that's Well, big. this is a theme. This is a theme. We're gonna have fewer people in the park. 
mm. and charge them more. Tap this is it. the strategy, yep, yeah? yep. Yeah. All right, you ready for the last headline? No. Genie Plus pricing switched to a variable date-based pricing structure. I thought they increased the price of Genie Plus. Okay. Like set fee. You heard this. Fixed rate. If you, you heard will. this this week that they increased the price of Genie Plus. I did hear this somewhere, but maybe is that in Disneyland? This is Disney World. I'm talking about actually just in general. Oh. If it's going to vary based on the date. I'm going <laughs> to say it's false. This is true. Disneyland is now $25 for the day. Okay. Uh, Disney World is now variable pricing structure. The first day it went variable, it did go up. It was $20 instead of 15 And then the next day, which is Friday, or Saturday rather, it was 22 So it went from 15 to 20 22 We'll see where it goes. Disney said for October, it'll be $15 and up. So, but right now it's at, it was 22 yesterday. I don't know what it was. So today. that, yeah, the very, when you said variable, that was the part I was like, mm, uh -huh. he's trying to trick me. Trying to trick you. No, <laughs> no, this is the deal. And you're right. It is going to be harder for planning. I just had to quote someone, some Genie Plus like predictions. I'm like, yes, you have to buy a day of, and I can't tell you how much it's going to cost. So when is this starting? They it's already started. This started on, on Friday. Started on Friday. They didn't seem to make a big announcement they about it. They did not make a big announcement about it. It was a very small, it was an email, you know, to me as a travel agent. There was. Oh, okay. Yeah, very, because they're not really excited about telling people they were increasing prices. This is something they'd rather fly under the radar I, a little bit. I am just feeling a lot of feelings right now. The amount of price structure that has changed just since we've started this podcast yeah. since last summer. Well, yeah. It's been insane. And I'll tell you, Autumn, because we've only been doing it for about a year, so you're new to this. But... Disney is always increasing prices, and we can't be shocked when it happens. But They're this, finding new ways to increase prices. This is just them inc increasing but I don't prices. But I don't think in this short amount of time, yes, they've always increased prices, but has it happened this rapidly over a year for years? I don't... I. I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a Disney buff, but I think the rate of change is what I'm talking about, not the change itself. <clears throat> yeah, it's a change. I mean, this is part and parcel with the Disney experience. Like a whole $8, depending. That's a lot. You have five people in your party. Say so that's like a, the average family size. Yeah, this can have a huge impact on what you're budgeting for. If you choose to use Genie Plus. Yeah. Easily at least $40 more in a. Yeah, if you choose to use Genie Plus, you're going to have to budget for that extra $40 a day. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's a bummer, Autumn, but this is going to happen all the time. So if you're going to get upset about Disney price increases, just pre be prepared to be perpetually upset for the rest of the time you pay attention to things like this. <laughs> it's just, it's so much. They just introduced the dang genie. Yeah. So here's like the thing. how, how, like that's what it is. It's not that it's changed. It's, I'm talking about like the rate of the increase is ridiculous. Yeah. So it's ridiculous. You, it's, but it's not entirely surprising. I think they set it pretty low. The $15 price was an entry point to see what people will pay. Tons of people used it. There was super high utilization rate on right. this. So, and we said, if you go back to episode 31, I made the prediction. I said, they're gonna start it at 15 and they can do either two things. Cause if everyone buys Genie Plus, it doesn't work. Mm. If everyone's in the Genie Plus line, it doesn't work, right? So they can do two things. They can cap it right, or they can charge more for it. They said they might cap it a few months back. Yeah. They said subject to availability, but it has not been capped yet. They're, they're not gonna put a limiter on it that way. Why would you do that? 
You know, why don't you would just charge more? No, people, you're going to make more, more money. money. And that's exactly what they're doing now is they're charging more money for the service. And the idea being that, and it's not even like this is predictable behavioral economics. When you charge more for something, less people will opt to use it. Right. Less people will use it. You'll maintain the guest experience and they'll make tons of money. For those that can pay for it. Yeah, for those that can pay for it. It's an important part of that sentence. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, but that's the reality of Disney World. No one is at Disney World if they can't afford it. I mean, some people oh, are at Disney World. I've been, well. Disney, I've been to Disney World once where I couldn't afford it for sure, at least yeah. once. But, um, but yeah, yeah. Wow. All right. All right. So that That's was happening. highly suspect headlines. That was that depressing. Was... <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Let's move on to Ace Dumps, Jay. Is that right? Can we do that next? Well, or are we doing your yeah, tips? Let's go into three Should we do set. tips? Are your tips money tips? Because that might be really yes. helpful after yes. this. Exactly. News All right. You ready for three tips from a nerd, Autumn? Yes. First tip around Genie Plus is to save money. All right. So I would say here, if you want to save money on purchasing this Genie Plus, like we said, it could be a, up to $22 right now Just a day. Just don't purchase it. Well, <laughs> no. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> yeah. actually not a bad idea, right? So yeah. if you're a rope dropper, if you're going early in the morning and you're and especially if you're if you're not trying to ride all the biggest most popular rides, especially like mostly the thrill rides, just don't buy it. Mm. But if you do want to see the thrill rides and you're not getting there first thing in the morning, I would really only recommend purchasing this for Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios sometimes. Hmm. Once again, this is gonna be variable. So if you really want like the best info on this, definitely talk to me, shoot me an email, easydizitpodcast at gmail.com, because it, it's different depending on what time of year it is. Yes. Yeah, and you, when utilization in Hollywood Studios especially, when there's a lot of people there, the Genie Plus becomes less valuable. Yeah. Just because of the way the rides are set up, there's a few really major headliners and, and it's less spread out. Whereas in Magic Kingdom, there's a lot of rides to spread it around. Right. So it can support capacity-wise a little bit more for the Genie Plus. Mm -hmm. But you really don't need it for Animal Kingdom or Epcot in most circumstances. Right. So you want to save some money? Don't buy it in Epcot and Animal Kingdom. Mm, that's a really good... That's right. You wouldn't know that. I wouldn't know that otherwise. <laughs> and, and then... Another one where it can be really expensive with these lightning lanes. I guess this is multiple tips within the tip, but <laughs> some of the, one ride in each park right now has an individual lightning lane, right? So this is this is Flight of Passage in Animal Kingdom. This is Seven Dwarfs Mine Train in Magic Kingdom, right. and that can really add up, especially if you have Genie Plus. Then to all, pay an additional, you know, twelve dollars each person for that, that's really expensive. So what I would say if you're trying to save money is do get to the parks early and rope drop those individual lightning lane selections. If you really want to ride Mine Train, first thing in the morning. Yeah, you can get two, if not three rides in if you're seriously rope dropping yeah. that you don't have to wait in line for, you don't have to spend more money on. Yeah. And that is, you know, if you listen to our other episodes, I'm, I'm always talking about the rope drop. Like it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to go, I don't think. <laughs> if you're someone that really is passionate about riding certain rides and not yeah. to try to do rope drop. Yeah. And, and by that same token, if you don't want to ride those super headliners, you don't need to rope drop. For sure. Are you ready for the second tip? That might also contain multiple tips. Well, so now here's, can I ask a question yeah, before go we go ahead. into the next Please tip? Please do. Is, so Justin, you've been talking about the price changes with Genie Plus mm -hmm. and how that impacts the rest of the line. Is it possible that if Genie Plus prices continue to increase, which we can assume, almost guarantee that they will, that they might just get rid of Lightning Lane and just have those roped into Genie Plus and just increase the price of Genie Plus? Oh, you know I, what I mean? I, wait, hold on. Let me clarify your question because you're confusing terms. So Lightning Lanes, for everyone listening, Lightning Lanes is the fast line into the ride. 
there's two different ways to get in a lightning lane. Yeah. Genie Plus and individual lightning lane selections. That's I think what, what you're saying is, will they get rid of individual lightning lane selections altogether and just put all that capacity into Genie Plus and then increase the price of Genie Plus? They could do that. That's a possibility. They've done something like that already where there used to be two rides in each park that were individual lightning lanes. And now right. those like Everest in Animal Kingdom and Space Mountain in Magic Kingdom, now those are part of the Genie Plus package. Right, right. So I think the issue there is and they have computer models that can look at this, but where are they gonna make the most money, honestly? And and where will they take the biggest hit in guest customer satisfaction? If if you purchase Genie Plus, right? Yeah. And don't get to access Lightning Lanes, that's a bummer and you're not gonna buy it again. You're not gonna buy it on the second day of your trip or the third day of your trip. So they do want those people as somewhat happy, for sure. Right. And does, if it takes the, the revenue hit from Seven Dwarfs Mine Train being individually purchased, would they make that change? I don't know. Yeah, but you could almost just add that price on to each park to the cost of Genie Plus, which I'm sure it's at least going to get to at some yeah. point. They're at least gonna add 10, to, it's already jumped $8 basically, depending on the day. Yeah. That they could still make the same amount of money and just have it Yeah. packaged. I, I was just they could. curious if that was. Yeah, they could. I, don't, I wouldn't make that prediction, but I wouldn't okay. be surprised if it happened. Okay. All right. Thank so you, Justin. Yeah. Are you ready for a second tip, how to avoid some hassle with Genie Plus? I would love that because it sounds overwhelming. And I think I'm glad that I go to Disney with Justin because it would be too much for me. It would like not be fun. All right. So <laughs> a, a, a piece of the hassle with Genie Plus and Lightning Lanes and just my Disney experience right now is that to use it effectively, you know, there's or to use it to max out its effectiveness, there's a lot of refreshing, right? There's a lot of you being on your phone, staring at your phone. And that's not ideal, really, if you're with your family and you wanna have fun, right? So yeah. some ways to get around that is to take the morning off and, and do what's called stacking. So like, and this is good for Hollywood Studios, you wake up at seven in the morning and you make your first ride selection, but you're at the resort, you're chilling at the resort. Two hours after park opens, you make another ride selection for later in the day. And you're picking the most popular rides because those will be booking out later. Like Slinky Dog, that could be like a seven o'clock reservation that you get at seven in the morning. Mm. And you keep doing that. You're just making selections while you're sitting by the pool, relaxing. You can take two minutes, you know, to, to do yeah. this. And you're not stressing walking around the park, managing your party members, making sure everybody's fed and making ride selections. You're just chilling at the pool. <laughs> This is what Justin does. This is what I do. So, and this is vacation for him. <laughs> and, and but even like when we did this, it, I had to put limits on that myself. You know, like mm -hmm. it, it, it can be a hassle. So this would be a lot more, a lot more hassle-free if you're just doing it while you're chilling. Take the morning off and just stack those ride, those lightning lanes for later in the day. Mm. Another way, way, a tip within the tip here to avoid hassle, is to plan ahead with a priority list. If you have a list of this is my one, two, three, four, and five. I need to get these rights first in this order, it's less decision-making in the moment. And that's gonna be a lot less of a hassle. Because yeah. you're just looking for Slinky Dog, or you're just looking for Tower of Terror. You're not trying to balance this against that, or what should I do, and what does Johnny think, what does Jane think? You've already made these decisions. Yeah, don't. I, I, I will second that strongly. Yeah. <laughs> and so that priority list, you can just Google, you know, Hollywood Studios priority list. You can, if you want something really custom, you can talk to me, easy, dizitpodcast at gmail.com. I have a, a nifty survey I like to send people. They tell me what their priorities are. I cross-reference that with, with park data from thrilldata.com, looking at like what 
line weights, predicted line weights on particular days are. Mm -hmm. And I can use that information, put those two pieces of information together to make something custom for you. And I'll do that for free because I'm a nice guy. Easy does it podcast yes. at gmail.com and a nerd. And I just like doing these things. <laughs> All right. So that's avoiding hassle. Are you ready for the third? All right. I'm ready for the third tip. All right. So the third tip here is have more fun. Ooh. How to have more fun with this particular thing. How are we going to do it? So there's actually, if you if you purchase Genie Plus, one of the perks that I think gets overlooked that it can be kind of fun is the Disney Photo Pass lenses. Mm. So there are, if you know, like TikTok filters or Snapchat filters, Disney has like their own set of them. Yep. And they're very Disney. And what's <laughs> cool about them is some of them only work when you're in different parts of the park. Right. So if you want to like chill with Grogu, you have to be in... Um, you know, Galaxy's Edge over there. So that's right. kind of fun. Yeah. And this isn't something that you can get elsewhere. And you might be surprised at how much fun you can have with these. Yeah. So I definitely recommend checking out the PhotoPass lenses if you do purchase Genie Plus. So can you share a little bit what, like how someone could, would get that and how they access it? Sure. It's right inside the My Disney Experience app. If you scroll down to the bottom, you'll see, um, you'll see the button for this. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah. so this is the app that if you're going to Disney, you, you pretty much need, especially if you're going to be using yeah. Genie Plus. This is the app and the we My can Disney, do it all in. Yeah, my Disney Experience app is now pretty much necessary. <laughs> like, you, you could get away without it, but you wouldn't be able to book Lightning Lanes without it. Right. Yep. All right, and that was three tips from a nerd. All right, those are good. Especially pertaining, I mean, again, to all things Genie Plus, which, there's been a lot of change and can be really confusing. Yeah, it can be confusing <laughs> so, and upsetting. And I would advise to those who are confused and upset about it, <laughs> you know, to anyone who might be speaking on this podcast <laughs> that is confused and upset about it, is realize, you know, it's still a vacation, right? And it might not be ideal, but it's still fun. And there are other things to do besides Disney. Universal has- Right. Um, a different system entirely. Universal is cheaper and Universal has more to offer in terms of thrill and excitement. So, yeah. you know, if you still love Orlando, but you're getting sick of Disney, let's talk about Universal Studios Florida. Let's yeah. talk about Islands of Adventure and the new Take a break. epic universe coming. That's coming yeah. yeah, that's gonna be exciting. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, Justin is loves and likes to nerd out on all those parks and can give you a lot of good deets on them. All right, so the next segment, Autumn, we're getting, are we doing trivia? We hey, for... Stumps J. So this is our trivia segment where I find all sorts of crazy trivia. I find trivia, Justin. You do find trivia. I noticed that. <laughs> I find trivia, and I try to challenge Justin on this trivia <laughs> <laughs> and test his trivia knowledge. So I, I typically do this now. When we started, I would just do, like, different facts, and that was cool. And then I kind of fell into a groove of doing themes. Themes are great. I love right? themes. Okay, so the theme mm -hmm. for this week's trivia mm -hmm. is the Jungle Book. Ooh, the Jungle Book. Yeah. Okay. This is, oh, so. this is, this is a controversial one, Autumn. Wow. So, well, we'll talk about it. So, if you are listening and you've listened, you know that... We here in the Justin Autumn household are big fans of Dooney and Burke. Yeah. We, in fact, on a recent trip, did the Dooney and Burke Challenge. We did. Okay. So, Justin, a, the Jungle Book collection for the Dooney and Burke bags is coming out when? Okay. Hmm. It's got to be, huh? You can give me the so month wait, the question or is, the date. When is the release date for the new 
Jungle Book but themed Disney. Dooney and Burke. I'm gonna say that it's coming up soon if it's gonna be that noteworthy. Would be correct. I would say that this date is in the soon. Let's say now. let's say it's November, just in time for the early Christmas shopping rush. That's a good guess. It's incorrect though. Oh man. It's actually coming out Monday, October 17th. Okay. Yeah. This I just got my, my alert. So this is this is the Disney news that I'm really privy on and I get emails about. Mm. Purse-related Disney news. The, yeah, the Dooney, the Dooney and Burke purse. That's not the other ones. There's a lot of other ones, but the Dooney and Burke. And if I could just show you this, and ju maybe Justin could put a link in for those listening to the podcast later. They're really beautiful, and I kind of want the satchel bag, Justin, which means I might be purchasing my second Dooney and Burke. Oh. <laughs> oh they are cool. The, the color's good. Yeah, the color's They're beautiful? Good. Yeah. They're really nice. All right. All right. Okay. So this is one for those of you that are big fans of the Jungle Book and Disney, you might know. Okay. So who, who was called in, who was brought in to create the soundtrack for the Jungle Book? Hmm. All right. So the original Jungle Book, right? Mm -hmm. The original one we grew up with. So I've got a, I mean, I've got one, I've got one team of musicians in my head. <laughs> Gotta be, I'm gonna guess the Sherman Brothers. So yes, and this is correct and incorrect. So your answer is correct. Okay. But they weren't originally called in. So Terry Gilkison was originally called in. Gilkison couldn't cut it, so they brought in the Sherman Brothers. Well, this is funny. What is the key song from the Jungle Book? I guess Bare Necessities. Yes. Is, or Bare Necessities. Bare Necessities, which is actually not a Sherman Brothers song. It's Terry's song. Oh, okay. How funny is that? Okay. So Walt wanted to cut it because he didn't like, he thought it was not upbeat enough. He thought the music okay. was too dark. So then here comes in the Sherman Brothers, but the original score they kept, which is they're kind of saying here is like Terry getting the last laugh because it's one of the best tunes in Disney history. Okay. And it's also been nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. So the Sher most of the music is the Sherman Brothers, but that one song that was Terry is like the top song. And yeah. it was not the Sherman Brothers. Got it. Got it. Okay. Interesting, right? Yeah. I thought you'd like that piece of music history. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready for the third one? What was the release date for the original Jungle Book? You give me the date or the, the year. original so release date for the for the the novel or the movie? I'm sorry, the movie, the Jungle Book. Yeah. With the year. What? Yeah, release year. Yeah. For the Jungle Book. All movie. right. So I'm thinking. It's 50s. Fairly certain it's in the 50s. I'm trying to figure out what part of the 50s I want to put it in. I'm trying to think about the opening of Disneyland and if, because they'll often promote movies in the land. And I'm trying to think where I may have seen Jungle Book promotion inside Disneyland. Hmm. Archival footage. <laughs> You just need or the year. The rides. I'm gonna say 1956. You're so close with your dates. That's incorrect. Okay. You are close. All right. It was 1967. Actually. Oh, I was way off. I was 11 years off. I was the wrong decade. Ten. I could be a 10. Yeah, I was good oh, saying with a 10. Years. 1967. Wow. 1967, October 18th, which is actually this coming Tuesday. Huh. Not interesting. All right. So you ready for the last one? I am so ready for the last one. Okay. <laughs> There are many major mispronunciations in the movie. Okay. Do you know what any of these are? Where they come from? Mispronunciations? Mm hmm Who mispronounced things? Well, we'll get to that, but you need to answer the question. Yeah, so I imagine King Louis there. Was it King Louis? Yeah, had some mispronunciations because he was affecting 
It wasn't actually Louis Armstrong that did the voice, right? That is correct. It was not, but he was kind of affecting like a Louis Armstrong kind of sound. So I imagine some of them are there, but uh, I don't know. No, what was mispronounced? So actually several of the main characters' names, which is really interesting. So Kipling, so the, the main writer who came yeah. up with a lot of these characters' names, there's like a lot of thought. And he actually has a guide to all of the characters he's ever created and oh. like the history and origin of their name. So for example, right, we all are familiar with, with Mowgli, mm -hmm. right? But it's really pronounced Mowgli, like oh. cow. Okay. And then we also have Ka. <laughs> Right? But that's really car. And Baloo is supposed to be Barloo. Okay. But apparently the the history here is that Disney like had a hard time or just like said them the way that he wanted to say them. And so that's how the pronunciation stuck. But they're pronounced very differently are the main characters in that movie that we know and love than, than we know. I just thought that was interesting that, you know, you hear these are pretty beloved characters and we've all been yeah. mispronouncing their names. All right, well, I'm going to challenge you on that, Autumn, and that was not interesting at all. <laughs> <laughs> None of that was good. Uh, I hate the Jungle, jungle Book. It's I didn't a movie. Even hate that movie. Oh, it's like the least good, I think. Oh, I would have thought it was one that you No, it was bad. It's real bad oh. and I don't watch it. <laughs> I thought that no would have been an original one that no, you liked. No, no, oh. Jungle Book's terrible. Oh. And you know what? I'm deleting that from the podcast. What? <laughs> All right, um, thanks for doing Ace Dumps J. Yes. Well, you're not welcome because you didn't like it. All right, so stick around for Hey, 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 easy is it. All right, everybody, welcome to Hey, 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 easy is it, where we take a one-star review from the internet and we read it and we try and use that information to help your next trip be a little bit more happy and a little bit more healthy. And today we are gonna continue with the theme here of Genie Plus. This person, this one-star reviewer, it's Trish. Trish on TripAdvisor back in July of 2022 mm -hmm. had a pretty negative experience and she's, <laughs> she's gonna tell us about it. So Trish, as Justin mentioned, in the name of her complaint <laughs> is Genie. Genie Pass, actually, she's calling it here. The new cast system. The new cast system. That's a heavy but, complaint to lodge. That's out. a heavy complaint. For those of you that aren't familiar, the cast system <laughs> is a system of social class, basically, and mm -hmm. socioeconomic status that is used, been used in different countries, slightly differently throughout the world. But yeah, basically, you know, those with a lot of money are maintain and marry and stay within that, and those with little little money have very seldom, if not any, opportunity to, to yeah. move up. So not exactly so. what's happening here. I think no. what's happening here is honestly a little bit more a representation of capitalism, where capitalism. people with money have access to more things. Exactly. All right. All right, so Trish, I should start with, I used to be the biggest Magic Kingdom fan ever. Go Trish. So much that I transformed my house into the haunted mansion every Halloween. Hold on. I want to see this. Yeah, that's I want to be friends with Trish. That's my favorite. Trish, ride. that's awesome. Yeah. However, here it come. I will never go back as long as the new Genie Pass is still in place. She doesn't like the Genie Pass. They need to return to a system that is fair for everyone. Fair for everyone. So I would like to take a pause there. We Oftentimes, I do equity work as my job in school. So oftentimes, people conflate fairness and equality. They mm -hmm. are not the same thing. Right. 
Fairness is more like equity, like people being able to contribute and have the things that they need, which means that by nature of that, everyone doesn't need the same thing. So it might right. not all be equal. So something like the, <clears throat> the Disney accessibility service, where if you have a disability that precludes you from waiting in lines, they can give you some assistance with that. That might be something that is fair. That's fair, not equal. I'm not getting it. Right. I don't need it. Right. And I'm gonna be just fine waiting in line. <laughs> Whereas, but I think her here saying that the new Genie Pass system isn't fair, mm -hmm. I think that that's a complicated statement. Right. Yeah. Because what we can see is that it's not it's not fair in the sense that that's gonna that's going to disproportionately impact certain families from being able to get the pass, right? Like families sure. with, right? And and so that experience isn't fair, you know? Right, that it, they're basically saying here that pay, having me pay extra to get this service, mm -hmm. to get this experience that I want is not fair. And that is a very big, that question's way bigger than this podcast. If like having money, getting you access to things is fair or not. But I think, you know, and it seems like the, in the American culture that this is kind of accepted practice that you can pay $60,000 for a very, for a luxury car, or you can pay $15,000 for my Honda Fit. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and it just seems like I feel like, I don't love that, but it seems like this is kind of commonly accepted practice. Yeah. practice. It's not fair and it's not equal. That's capitalism. <laughs> Okay, so continue. But I think that's an important, it's an important word. Yeah. I was just on Buzz Lightyear. This is a ride. Mm -hmm. And was stuck in a 60 minute line that should have been 30 minutes. For every two standby families, mm -hmm. 10 to 15 minutes of genie riders went by. Yeah. So I think this is where the fairness thing is coming up. Because right. she's... She's in one line and they've, they're two different lines. Yes. And she's waiting longer than people in another line who paid more money. Right. Yep. I can see how that wouldn't feel fair. Right. Can we talk like, more I'm about this? like, I'm here and I, and I paid, but you paid a different amount for a thing. Yeah. And it might also be, I don't know these, right, the people's certain circumstances, but it might be that one family had more access, right? It had more means to be able to pay for that than the other. Yeah. Um, or they got gifted lightning lane access. That happens too, yeah. you know. Like yeah, yeah. It, so let's stop here for a second and just talk about what this is because this isn't new. This isn't Genie. This is, I think she she's experiencing the merge of a standby line and a lightning lane not line now, or it used to be called a fast pass. Right. And now with fast pass, you picked rides that you would be able to use this fast line with, right? And at some point, those two lines come together. This is the merge point. Mm -hmm. And there's a person, a cast member there in charge of doing that merge. Now, if you have a fast pass line or a lightning lane line, the expectation is that you're not spending a lot of time in that line. That's why you have it. So they need to maintain that line shorter than the regular standby line. Mm -hmm. And they, to do that, they have, they actually have cards with ratios on it. And I remember last time we were there, I saw a card, I'm like, Autumn, there's a card over there. And you're like, yeah. I'm trying to pay attention to Ray right now, the hologram in front of me. And I'm kind of geeking out about a laminated card <laughs> on a pole. That's right. Like, Justin, I've never been here before, shut up. I know, but those are the merge ratios. I need to get closer to the merge ratios. Anyway, so that lets the cast member decide. And there are, there's a little bit of information out there. I wasn't able to substantiate it with multiple sources, so I'm not gonna repeat ratios. But basically, when the lightning lane gets longer, they're going to let more lightning lane people ahead, like a lot more, up yeah. to like a hundred lightning lane person for every one standby person 
to liquidate that line. Because that's the point of the, the line. Right, so right. You're not waiting. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and if I can say one more thing in terms of fairness, the, while this still happened with FastPass, everyone that bought a ticket for Disney World had a shot at FastPass. Even if you didn't know about it, you could sometimes get same day FastPasses when right. it went to FastPass Plus. With Genie, the only people that have a shot at that, for the most part, are people that paid for it. Right, and that's the difference. And we hear people talking about that knew the fast pass system. Everyone, everyone had an opportunity to pick rides that they could just get on. Yeah, and that's gone. Yeah, yeah, and that was, that was fair. <laughs> that was a more fair, equitable system. Actually, let me say one more thing about that because we're still on fairness, right? Yeah, it, people could pick rides in advance on Fast Pass Plus if they knew about it. And there are sure. a lot of people that would show up and didn't know about that. So really, this it was true. fair to people who had the information, the knowledge. Right. And now it's shifted more towards not people who have who have the knowledge and foresight, you know, or mm -hmm. or a travel agent, and just to people who can pay the extra money. So it, it's it's actually more fair in some ways. It's it's prioritizing less people who have like done their homework and just want to have a fun time, and to people that just have an extra fifteen bucks. Yeah. Maybe. Depends on how you look at it. Yeah, are you looking it depends at... Depends on how you look at it. Meritocracy, or are you looking at, you know, capitalism, maybe? Or, yeah, capitocracy. I don't know what that would be called. <laughs> I don't know. So, and, and so here she... It sounds like Trish is talking about a standby line. So standby is still an option. Yeah, it's still an option. For those of you that know it. And that just means, like, you paid your 100 whatever dollars. You didn't buy Genie Plus. You're not spending extra money on an individual lightning lane. You just like walk up to a line, mm -hmm. and that's like that's you are gonna wait the longest because you don't. There's there's nothing that you've gotten or bought into to like speed up your line. Yeah. So get this you next. Know, so line that's hard. She's in like the longest waiting line yeah. you're gonna be in, seeing the fastest. Yep. I just want to point that out. Yeah. Everyone in line was mad and could see the injustice, despite the wall meant to hide it. Mm. What ride had a wall? This is one of the ones. Oh, Lightyear. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just raise the price of your tickets for everyone and make things fair. Okay. Yeah. So here's the thing. Disney is going to continue to raise their, and they did. their prices. And sure. they did. And if they included that money, it might feel fair, but it's still asking people to... To have to have that much more money. Yeah, but also so, if everyone has Genie Plus, then no one has Genie Plus. Or if you went back to a system like everyone gets so many, right? But, there's like a capped, there's yeah. like a capped system there. But even then, with FastPass Plus, like you could look at, you know, the lines document um, done by lines. Yeah, so it, stop it. No, it's a really, it's like a two-hour FastPass documentary. It's on YouTube. It's fantastic. Oh. And what happens is when everyone has access to the system, the people who know how to use the system the best are the ones that make out. Mm -hmm. And people who just show up to have fun with their family do not. Sure. So it's it's really like, who do you want to give the benefit of this cut the line system to? Yeah. The excellent documentary Justin refers to here is Disney's Fast Pass, A Complicated History, produced by Kevin Perjurer of the defunct Land Channel on YouTube. An excellent channel, and a superb look at the history and mechanics of queues at theme parks, and the systems that have been developed to improve them. So I, I think what I want to say here with, with Trish is that I totally get the sentiment. Mm -hmm. And 100%. is it, quote, just? 
absolutely not. And no. we could talk about what justice is and all that for a lot of reasons. No, it is not. But it is, it's capitalist. I personally would love, this is not going to happen, but I would love for Disney to incorporate a lot of their inclusion and equity practices that they are, you know, doing supposedly with like hiring in their media into the into the parks. I see, I feel like the parks is the place that you see it the least. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I don't know how or when that will happen, but I definitely feel for Trish and, and a lot of families that are in this predicament. So definitely get the sentiment and also understand that they're a company and they're gonna make money. Yeah. I think I think one of the, the the walls she brought up is an issue here. Like you can have this system, but the more you can minimize people's exposure to this feeling, I think the better they're gonna do. Mm -hmm. And I don't know exactly what that looks like in terms right. of separating the lines or maybe explaining the lines a little bit better or Or could they just could they differentiate, you know? Like could they could there be something in the standby line that's different? It doesn't have to be like speeding up, right? Getting to kind of basically like just show yeah. up and get on the ride. But there could be an experience that only those in standby oh. have. They could do something and that like exists. that. That exists 100% in the parks in yeah. terms of like Peter Pan. Like the standby line in Peter Pan oh, is sure. an experience. The fast pass line, not so much. Mm -hmm. So that does exist for sure. That does exist. That would be cool. They, they could improve on it. Okay. Everyone in line was mad. I read this and could see the injustice despite the wall meant to hide it. Just raise the price of your tickets for everyone make things fair. The lines and unhappy expressions from your average families. So I think here when she's saying this, I think she's talking about like the average income. I think mm -hmm. we can equate that to finances. Mm -hmm. Is not worth the smiles of the few rich. Now. <laughs> I mean, I don't disagree with that. <laughs> yeah. Right, because well, you're talking about a few. So you, right, you're talking about class. You're talking about n numbers. You're, yeah. You're quite. You're literally talking about like numerical numbers. And I, again, like, wholly, hundred percent, personally agree that, um, that that this is true. Like, I, you know, yeah. I, I, my belief well, is, is that this is, you know. Disney being such a large corporation, I think where I have a hard time is that I also believe that they can make money and and make things more fair. That I don't. Is, I don't that agree with that. Direct, I don't think they can. Right. So and and I think that the, what she's saying here, you know, what she uh, that you know, it's not worth it, you know, to make a certain group of people happier and, and make everyone else more miserable, that's running, running against the current park strategy right. of reducing the amount of people in the parks, improving the experience and charging more money. As a corporation, they're yeah. saying that it is worth it. They, yeah. the company thinks This is the plan. This the plan. is the plan. This is what we're gonna do. <laughs> and yeah, it's a, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the plan. They quite literally, they have said this, you know, that this is they're trying to have less people in the parks because the crowding is getting to be a lot. Mm -hmm. And I agree. There's a huge demand for the parks. So, you, I mean, this is just this is basic capitalism when there's a huge demand and you can only fit so many people in the park. There's limited right. supply. Right. You increase the price. Mm -hmm. This is what happens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it sucks that this is happening around something that people hold so near and dear to their heart right. and equate with happiness and joy and magic. Right. And I feel that, and I I would love for more people to experience this, but I hope what comes out of this is people find more ways to experience that happiness, that magic, those bonding times together, that that special time outside of these super expensive experiences, because it does exist. Mm -hmm. You know, it, do, it is out there. Right. We can find ways to be together in magical ways. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm thinking about 
Things like, I don't know, Renaissance fairs, LARPing, things like that, where people come together, do something silly around a, a theme, you know, and what was, last night there was professional wrestling down at our local town hall. You know, that is a silly themed entertainment. Oh, yeah, wrestling is awesome. Is professional, is, is amateur professional wrestling the same <laughs> as Disney World? No. But there's a nugget of it there, you know. Yeah. yeah. But but I hear the I hear the pain. We can do other things, and I I know that, and I know that, and people that don't have a lot of money know this because oh, they yeah. live it every day. It's not that's not like a new revelation. Mm-hmm. But, but how does it change? And I and I think what's come up even in some of the other reviews and conversations we've had with people is people really thinking about this idea of Disney being this magical place Mm -hmm. and magic and money. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Like the costs of Disney are going up and it used to be this magical place and now it's not. And I think that's where, I I think the helpful thing, the tip here is understanding that it's magical and there's cool things there, but all of that is tied to and surrounded by money. Yeah. By them making money. This is going to cost. So it's, it's, this trip is going to cost a lot of money, mm-hmm. and and you can you know what you can join this genie club. You can. It, it, you have to save a little bit longer if you can go to Disney World, right? You can go to Disney World with Genie Plus. I know it's an extra expenditure, but this is something you can work into your budget. If you can afford this vacation, you can afford Genie Plus. It might not be worth it for you, right. and that's a discussion I'd be happy to have, and that's a discussion that you can do a little bit of research yourself there, and it might not be worth it to you. There's other things you can do to, to experience these attractions other than Genie Plus, having a good strategy and getting there early. Or finding other ways. Justin's really great. My husband loves him dearly. He's very frugal. He loves one of the most expensive places you can go, and he's also one of the most frugal people you yeah. will ever meet. <laughs> and so he will be happy to help yeah. you because there's a lot of other ways and things you can do too to save money in other ways, you know, so that the, so that if you do want to to do the Genie Plus, because unfortunately it's not going anywhere. Yeah. That like if you're looking for other ways to be able to have that experience and not have to wait in line but still save money. Yeah. Justin's great at that. And and I can definitely say I can identify with the the feeling that this person has in line watching other people go past her. Like I spent a good part of my adolescence and young adulthood being mad at rich people for having money. And I think that's exactly you know what is encapsulated here. And and I'm not saying that's not valid, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm all about eating the rich, but there if you let that if you let that ruin your vacation, then that's just hurting you. It's not hurting capitalism. It's not hurting it's not Disney. Doing anything. It's not hurting rich people. Right. It's just hurting your own vacation. Right. So I would find I would encourage you to find a way to be cool with it. Yeah. Or avoid it. Right. No, I think that's a really, and I similarly, a lot of people in my family harboring a lot of that, mm-hmm. you know, and I and I get it. And at the same time, it's like, that's not helping us get in a no. better financial situation. Never put, angry at other people. spitting <laughs> on a Mercedes, never put a nickel in my pocket. Never did. And it won't. <laughs> it won't. You know what? It and feels that good in yeah, the moment. Yeah. They're probably not going to see it. They're probably going to have somebody else wash their car. Like it's. It's amazing. Now, now, if we want to talk about taking down capitalism, yeah, it sounds like Chris might want to do. That's a different that's a, show. That's a different show. A good luck. But we'll be there for that. We'll come. We'll listen. Justin we'll and I will be there. We'll listen. I'll see what, like, what are you serving All for right. food? <laughs> I might Let come to that <laughs> I won't be back mm-hmm. until Disney, until the Disney that is about the average family returns. I think that's a good move, Trish. My experience today was long lines, bad food, and overpriced merch. Yeah. I mean, she's yeah. making the Haunted Mansion in her house. 
Trish, I, you might not need Disney World. Right. <laughs> you might be the Disney World of your neighborhood, yeah. and God bless you for that. Yeah. That's that's what I would say. And I mean, and, and to those, again, like thinking of, of tips to be helpful, I would note that first and foremost, say, yes, it's cool, but don't, and this sounds awful, right? It's just a big, expensive amusement park run by a very large corporation that wants to make money. Like, that's I the think if you keep that in mind, the the, situation, your right? expectation about what your experience is going to be yeah. will be different. That's Versus very good. like, oh, it's Disney and this. Yeah, it's. Yeah, no. it's animation and cool tricks run by people with a lot of money. Yeah, and <laughs> absolutely. No, I agree with you. And I don't think, for me, that doesn't take cool. anything away with how much fun it no. can be. But that I think the piece there about expectation is important. Like, that needs to be part of your understanding. Mm. Like, that's what this is here. That's why this is here right now. It's, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, awesome. But I want to say, Trish, I want to thank, thank you, even though you're probably She's definitely not because you you brought up well no I think you brought up a lot of really great points and really like honestly and, yeah. and vulnerable right those aren't easy things to talk about like That's me right. and the, like That's those true. were those are hard things and I would love to maybe on an episode Justin and I could envision what it would be to have like an equitable Disney World because that would be cool That's a big lift Autumn I think we could do it it's in our brains like we could say whatever we don't actually oh have to. Gosh. Yeah, but one of my first episodes, we had Nelson on, and Nelson is kind of like an anti-capitalist guy, and he's, yes. he's got mixed opinions on Disney. And I'm like, could we even have Disney if there weren't capitalism? And Nelson's like, yeah, if people got together with a goal and intent, people could yes. make something like that oh, for sure. without, without capitalism. And I'm doubtful. I don't think that's true. I, don't, I, think, I think money is an organizing structure that pe if, if you want something really big and really cool, I think it is kind of necessary to have capitalism. I don't know. I haven't seen, I don't know of the socialist been, Disney world. But there's been so many grand things that have come about and been made. Where much, like. I don't know of them. I do not know of them. Where it wasn't like, this was, a, this was like, not that there wouldn't be money made, but like that wasn't the, no. the doing this to make money. I, I think that it needs to be a, a powerful Art, power general, structure. Any... Yeah. But like, if we're talking about like the, the pyramids, it, at Giza, yeah. right? That was a power structure that put those in place. That wasn't a bunch of people like, hey, you want to build a pyramid? <laughs> you know? I think there's a lot of places in the world that th that there was an idea and beauty came about, or, you know, something magnificent. Yes, but it that wasn't was Disney that World. money. But it wasn't Disney World. <laughs> okay. But you saying Disney World is better than a lot of those places? It's not. I'm okay. sorry. It's an amusement park. <laughs> it's a glorified amusement park. It's cool, but it's a glorified amusement park. It's not... You know, uh, it's cool. There's cooler places in the world to see, also. All right, that so, are cheaper. You could probably go to cheaper than this. So I would, I would love it for our listeners out there. If if you've had a similar experience, I'd love to hear your thoughts on Genie Plus. In addition to you know the question of the week here, your most memorable experience while waiting for something in line or whatever. But also, what are your thoughts on the fact that people with more money get special access to things? <laughs> what do you think about that? Well, that's what I mean. That's our <laughs> health insurance. I mean, that's not. And I guess I say that not to like side with Disney because that's not where no, I go with things. This is just the but way. But like the world. that's, uh, it, yeah. In yeah, America. And it's frustrating, but it's the way it works. Or just like a baseball game. Like you're the seats that you get depend on how much money you pay for the seat. Mm -hmm. it, this is, this is. It's here. You know. Yeah. But I but I feel it, and I I'm definitely one that would love to push back. I don't I personally don't think it's great, and I don't think it's. We're healthy. gonna have to build our own. I don't Disney think world. in the end it's gonna it's not gonna work for the most amount of people ever. I think there are better societal structures. All right. Well, 
But Let me know when you find one that have. produces a Disney World, then we'll... Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So that is, hey, easy diz it. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Thank you. You know, I can give Justin a hard time sometimes and honestly, he is an insufferable boob. But what I can say about the fleshy meat bag is that he is dedicated to his travel clients. I've witnessed him diligently researching options and optimizing vacation variables. He's no artificial intelligence, but he is quite thorough in his research and enduringly helpful to his clients. I still don't understand what Autumn sees in him, but it's clear to me why his clients return and refer him to their friends and family. If you're interested in booking a Disney, Universal, or cruise vacation anytime soon, you could do worse than to contact Justin at easydizitpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out our Instagram, at easydizit. Alright, until next time friends. Easy. Diz. It. It.